0: Welcome back, everyone, to Wookie Prisoner Time, where we're the Wookiees and Grogu and Jarn are the Dins. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa well, now! Uh, I am Sean Brzynowski, joined with Tim Signorelli. What up, what up? And we are fresh off of watching Mandalorian season three finale, titled "The Return." Uh, very fresh in our minds. We just finished watching 10 minutes ago. Uh, so this is a lot of gut reactions um, to the episode. Tim, Hot off the press. Yeah. What do you think? Just overall.
1: Hot off the press. Thoughts from the Bo and Joe show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Literally just watched 10 minutes ago. So there's a lot to talk about. Um incredible uh i think the best episode by far this season just gonna set the bar really high uh yeah where where do we even start i don't know but it was a well shot episode there's it was action-packed for 40 minutes and i was kind of just nervously eating my popcorn the whole the whole ride so yeah it was was some good stuff
0: what do you think yeah i really love this uh this finale and this wrap up i mean we can even start there you mentioned uh the episode was about 40 minutes and like you had texted earlier in the day that you know maybe you were a little disappointed by the episode runtime but for for the 40 minutes i feel like they packed a lot in there and it packed quite a punch
1: yeah i feel like there wasn't that much like dialogue in a way like the dialogue that happened was like pretty meaningful but a lot of the episode was just, like, explosions and stuff, which is, like, super entertaining. Yeah. But that does make it feel, like, longer. Like, I feel like when you see an episode, you know, is, is maybe under, like, that 50-minute mark, you feel like you're kind of getting gypped because, like, naturally you just you want to see more. But, yeah. like you said, they, they still put a lot in there for the time that they had.
0: Yeah, and definitely, like you said, a more kind of, like, action-packed episode, which I guess we could expect. I mean, last one... Had a good about good amount of like dialogue back and forth, some quieter moments, right? And like mm-hmm. they didn't really spend too much time with that in this in this uh, episode, this finale. We kind of just got the wrap up of this whole season long effort of the Mandalorians coming together and retaking Mandalore. Um, so I guess we can go there next, as far as like the whole season story. Uh, I thought this like concluded really well, and I may have mentioned it before to you, maybe offline or, or not. But I really like this third season. I think a little bit better than the first two, just because of the larger inclusion of like the Mandalorian people as a whole.
1: Yeah, and, like, the focusing place. on
0: that. Uh, I really love that.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about like how the scope is going to be blown out. Of- like Dave Filoni, like talked about that too. Which is pretty apparent. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just want that one shot of them flying with the jetpacks, Bo leading the charge with the dark saber. Like that needs to be printed out and just like hung <laughs> up as a poster. That was that was awesome. I, but such
0: chills during that.
1: That was a that even, was a great shot. That was very just like Clone Wars reminiscent. Just a great, great picture.
0: Yeah, even. Um, I think I said this after episode one, like just having me- all Mandalorians flying together on screen is something like we've really only seen a lot in the animated shows between Clone Wars and Rebels. And it's just like, you're getting that in live action. And yeah. A hundred percent. It's pretty surreal. <laughs> yeah. Like when they, they start to, um, when they all, even before Bo pulls out the dark saber where, like when they all swoop in behind her, right. I'm like, this is crazy.
1: Yeah. The jetpacks too. They just like, I don't know, just the way they're all kind of packed in there and like flying in, and like at the same speed. Yeah. yeah. It's so so well done, but yeah.
0: I guess in terms of like going into this episode, uh, maybe like some expectations wise, did this like kind of fit with what you expected, or did it? Yeah, I it differ a little bit.
1: I I. I honestly, like, whole... Like, I think I went into it expecting Moth to die. Like, I, I kind of thought that his time was, like, coming to an end. So that I, I kind of expected that to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it was going to happen, but I feel like his story was kind of, like, coming to a close. So I thought he was he was done. Uh, other than that, I mean, just, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, I think we expected to see, like, a more united Mandalore at the end of this episode, which... Yeah. Of course, the whole season's been building too, so we did. Um, there's I don't know. I like, we've we've kind of talked about how the season has also been like so open ended with where they go with things, so I didn't really have mm-hmm. too many expectations of like Din or Grogu. So it was kind of interesting that we got just like, like you said, over text, like a happy ending for now, and they can still keep it open ended. Uh, but yeah, I, I had no idea where they were going to take things with them. But still cool that they got, you know, a, a like a place in how like Moff's story wrapped up and how Mandalore, you know, kind of kind of wrapped up.
0: Yeah. Do you think? Uh, I mean, I guess it's a good question. Do you think Gideon's actually gone?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I think so.
0: <laughs> you never you, really know, right?
1: <laughs> that's I, well. That's like the number one rule of like TV deaths, right? Like, unless you actually see them, like. Fall off a cliff or something, which I guess in Star Wars is is not really definitive sometimes. You know, Boba, Maul, you know, Sidious kind of to an extent, but not really. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like they they played with him, you know, kind of being caught or like dying in the past. So if they were going to do like two teases, I don't know. Looked like like the dude went up in smoke.
0: (laughs) Right. He didn't have uh, Grubby there to.
1: Yeah, why do you, the, the do you fire. think there's a potential for him to get out of this or
0: uh, like he kinda thanked
1: Carson and everything and it felt like it felt like that was his way of being accepted into the new republic.
0: Yeah, and they were like, Oh like we got Gideon, whatever.
1: Yeah. Um
0: I I'm definitely inclined to believe he's dead. I guess it's just weird in terms of like looking at the season as a whole, right? I guess you kind of felt his presence for the first few episodes or, or so you know we have the uh, spy in the New Republic who we think is relating back to him but you know you don't you don't really get Gideon until last episode mm-hmm. right so the last uh, kind of like the first season um, he really only comes in those last two uh, so I guess it just feels weird for me like you know they bring him in the last two and then he's gone but also I mean they've done that before brought him in late
1: and that was it but well, when was the the scene with like the shuttle? Like I thought that was pretty early on when they were like, "Oh, he's escaped." Was that like a fourth yeah, episode right. with like perching and everything?
0: The the uh, the fifth one,
1: yeah, where they have
0: the shuttle investigation at the end. Yeah, but I, I guess I'm saying like him actually showing up like in person, right? Right. Um, I yeah, I mean, I'm good with him being gone, and I don't know if I necessarily want him back. I think just with the Thrawn name drop in last episode and obviously like in the Ahsoka trailer, we know he's going to be in it. Like, I think that kind of clears the way for, for him to take the reins of the Imperial remnant. But man, mm-hmm. I, I, I just would have loved to have Gideon and Thrawn like have a conversation and face off mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Thrawn just absolutely have the upper hand on him.
1: That's what I kind of expected too. Um, so not that yeah, obviously I love the episode, but like like I said, I, I was expecting just like a little tease. I guess, you know, Ahsoka's in August, but like I was expecting just like a little bit at the end of Thrawn. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying. But also at the same time, like this I guess was so focused in on the Mandos and the Mandalorians and getting obviously was so connected to that. Yeah. So I think in terms of like a Thrawn setup, the name drop in the last episode was enough for me.
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, just
0: kind of sets our way into Ahsoka. Yeah, but... yeah. I guess we'll see. Uh, I'd probably bet on him not coming back, but
1: yeah, you know, you and- never know. Yeah, like I said, I feel like that was kind of like definitive. Like that was like the bookend for his Dim- Dim- new place like, working for the New Republic, like, that almost, like, paved the way for him to get that spot, you know, as, what do you say, like, a contractor. So it would almost feel like that would kind of just, like, undermine that if he didn't actually, if they didn't actually stop him and kill him. Mm. That, you know, like, it felt like that kind of led to this point. um, Which I also think is kind of just, like, a greater, like, Star Wars thing, too, like, especially in, like, the era of the rebellion and stuff, like, they start with these like gray characters who don't really want to be a part of this or or whatever it might be, but then they kinda eventually find their way there. Yeah. I feel like that's such a classic trope. Like you know, like Ezra was like a little bit <laughs> yeah, solo. Ezra, you know, he's like stealing stuff, and then all of a sudden he joins the rebellion, solo. Um, and now you have Mando who's like very much a part of the new republic now. So
0: Although I love how at the end he had to include like I don't really want to work for you just like
1: you know just right.
0: by case basis.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he's getting there.
0: Like, let's not get crazy, but
1: glass you know. half full, but not not one hundred percent. In the, I
0: mean, when they more directly do it in the movie, if they do it, you know, he'll be maybe he'll be fully
1: bought in by then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's still alive, that's that's going to be a, another discussion. We'll talk about the movie, but. I don't know. It's tough tough to say where he's going to go, but happy he uh, got a chance to settle down in his home and have a, a little one running around in the yard for now.
0: So It's so heartwarming. I'm just like, I mean, especially after last season, which is crazy, it's already been, what, two or three years ago. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, just that they were being separated and, you know, it was like a happy moment that they got to see each other, but also just like sad moment that they were being apart yeah i just i just love how this was just like this is just a win yeah it was a win of a finale for everyone involved yeah on the good side Um, i feel like after the last episode we kind of had questions on if anyone was a spy or in league with gideon right so i guess that kind of was just a a little misdirect, maybe, because, I mean, the armor, Axe Wolves proved to be uh
1: So, to why, be loyal. why did you think, yeah, I mean, that was a cool showing from Axe. Like, he really stepped up and, like, he literally says a line, like, we need to help out Lady Bow like, right now yeah. in this episode. But uh, why did why did you think that the armor was, like, suspicious? I, I don't know if I fully, like, caught that, as obvious as it might have been obvious
0: uh i mean i just uh, i guess the basis off the whole episode last episode was that they got trapped right yeah Uh, and it was like an ambush and they got set up not set up but you know what i mean uh they got trapped and caught caught by surprise and the armor had uh conveniently left before that i mean she was doing a good deed of (laughs) carrying sick back to get help right but i don't know i just thought it might have raised raised some questions
1: yeah, I guess she wasn't really too involved in that. that yeah, fight. I mean she, she
0: she left she left before everything she was happened, gone. but right. I mean, okay. she came back in this one and joined the fight. So
1: yeah, I don't I don't know if she, if but uh, like she said something else too, but it was cool to see her you know get in on the action. I feel like she's always just like preaching about something or telling some story or but her just like flying in with the jetpack. It was, it was pretty cool to see her uh, throwing the hat in the rank, throwing the helmet, so to speak. <laughs> to the I mean, yeah, that was our first uh, armor jetpack action,
0: right? Yeah, I think. I think so. It didn't even seem like she
1: had one before that. Or no. I don't know no. if I noticed it. No. I thought she was just hanging out in the cave with the Forge, but, oh, but she, was, uh, she was ready to join the fight. Thing. Commandos in the air with those. Uh, she was dropping bodies.
0: Yeah, those but, forging tools.
1: <laughs> yeah. Speaking of getting in on the action, I mean, I love that one scene with like Mando. It's like Din, Grogu. So Din and Din Grogu, not to be confused. <laughs> Din Jarn and, and Din Grogu. Din, Din Grogu, Din Little Din. And Bo, they all just like, as they're defeating Moth, they all kind of just like rush in together, and they yeah. all like kind of like take a stab at him. And then of course, little, little Din, Grogu, saves the day. But I like how they were all just like jumping into the fight, you know, taking a, taking a jab at each Moth. it's one, big, like one a, big happy family.
0: I mean, it goes, it goes along with like literally everything they're about in the whole show that Bo-Katan says they're stronger together. Mm -hmm. right and it took all all three of them to defeat Gideon Mm -hmm. and survive um speaking of I feel like if we're just talking about I feel like in each season or finale or whatever right we're pretty primed for a Grogu uh use of the force Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we got that we got a pretty big dose of it here um one thing that I'll just say, like, one thing that I loved about his force use in this episode, it was totally just for defense and, like, protection. Right? Mm-hmm. He's not, like, he's not going out of his way to maybe force choke or harm the Praetorian guards. He's just kind of just, like, pushing them out of the way and and making it so, like, you know, Din, Din Djarin has a better chance of uh, getting the upper hand against them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then, a against, catch.
0: and then obviously against the flames, right? That's just like, oh, it works so perfect. Like, you could think back to Kanan holding back the flames. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I good. mean,
1: I mean, yeah, I guess he's has moments where he's where he's actively like hurt someone to protect in, but yeah, you, know, you have like the scene with like the Mudhorn, like a lot of those were kind of like self defense, right? So I guess it's always been a part of him, but this is like at the core, like what a Jedi is, like just on the on the like rebound versus you know being like taking the first step
0: yeah um like i thought i think about the scene last season when he's being when he's captured and getting holding him in that cell oh and he's yeah, kind of yeah. just like tossing the stormtroopers like back and Rangles. forth right to the yeah. ground yeah like hurting him hurting him real good but, like to the uh, to the praetorian guards like He's leaping out of the way and just evading everything.
1: True. And yes, then yes.
0: and then when he uses the force on them, he's just kind of redirecting them out of the way. He's not like you know, he's not choking them and forcing them up in the air and yeah, smashing he would, them
1: like, down. He would grab the weapons like if the guard was like, you know, yeah leaping for it to stab it in like he would take that out of the way and like just always just, just jumping around, like just evading and uh defending. Classic airbender tactic. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Welcome to the Avatar
0: Podcast. <laughs> I guess we'll start that one up pretty soon.
1: Yeah. Um, but also... What you think of... Go ahead. Uh, just the, the last thought on like that scene. Um, when you were talking about like the flames, for a second I thought there was going to be kind of a little romantic thing going on in the, <laughs> in the force bubble. I thought... Uh, Maybe we were gonna see him come off and uh, a little smoochy, smoochy under the flames. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you think they would dare kiss each other while Grogu is doing all the heavy lifting? There, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they should
0: be ashamed of themselves.
1: Grogu <laughs> right, just giving one hundred ten percent. I will say just, though, enjoy not movie.
0: even not in this like not in that kind of like definition of it, but that music is so like. Uh, like romantic in that moment, not yeah. necessarily in like the you know, flirty vibe, but just uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's very, it was very sweeping music mm-hmm. over his act of heroism there. Epic, epic in I a mean, sense. I I'll agree with you on uh, yeah. I mean, It's a nice family photo there they got there of <laughs> Grogu doing the work and them just kind of being
1: in awe of it. Little uh. Christmas card or <laughs> yeah. life day card. Yeah, exactly. But, no, that's too yeah, I don't know. I guess when you say like, expectations, like, that was the the one little piece I was hoping, because I feel like in every, like, hero's finale, right, like, he does get the girl in the end, and I thought they were kind of building <laughs> this some chemistry this season. You know, when they were in, like, the dog fight, right, above, yeah. like, the castle. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they were kind of kind of teasing that a little bit, but maybe not. Maybe they're just...
0: I mean, they just work well together. Warriors. They respect each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how... I don't know if you can, like, really spark that romantic uh, nature after (laughs) the last episode, Din pledged his unwavering loyalty to her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's all business with Din.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is very business. business indeed. Um... What'd you think about the Dark
1: There too, I uh I audibly said I went like no, uh, I don't know. I think can I can I say we kind of expected it at some point. We're not that exact like sort of events playing out, but then we kind of all say like, oh, they might do away with it, and maybe Hardy did or Murph did, but I feel like. I kind of thought that yeah. the time, the time of it, or the like, the need for it, might come to an end. I don't know what you think.
0: I have my, I because I remember talking about that, and I have my text receipt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> saying on uh, what's the date on this? On March first. So it must have been the first episode of the season. He's got receipts. I said, "Dark saber eventually won't be needed or gets destroyed." Is my prediction. there? It is. Which I feel like wasn't too uh, far fetched, no. But I was kind of, um, I feel like along the way I've kind of talked about and had the opinion that like, you know, ultimately the dark shouldn't matter and won't matter like in ruling Mandalore. Just like based on its history, like it's just been such a, I don't know, point of contention between all of them that one of the ways they can get past it is just doing away with it. So, I mean, they didn't destroy it themselves. Like, the bad guy obviously took it out, but... Here's
1: what I'll say. Like, I think it was important that before it was destroyed, like, it was back in, like, Bo's possession through, like, the rite of passage. Like, I thought that was important because like, there clearly were people, Mandalorians, that still respected the old ways. So, it was important, like, for the... everyone but
0: to kind of get her squad back with her
1: yeah like the more like like extremists in a way back to her but then i think you know now we're at a point where it's like okay look everyone it's gone we defeated a big bad guy that destroyed our world you know Bo's discovered like those like underground gardens and everything so there's hope for the future and they have someone they're familiar with in charge so feel like it's kind of unanimous like it doesn't matter at this point like they're in a good spot and now just doing what they can do like to move forward yeah and and like i
0: know murph had texted about the mandalorians kind of like after episode six that they were kind of just like on board with her pretty quickly um after she won the darksaber back like you know maybe if we get more of the Mandalorians uh, and, the, and the groups, the two groups, like we could see some conversations on, you know, if they're fully on board with her, but it seems like mm-hmm. they are. <laughs> and Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And uh, I guess just going back to what the Darksaber means, right? Last episode, like Din just clearly states that the Darksaber means nothing to him or his people, like, mm-hmm. and they didn't really care about it before. Uh, And that it was much more about the character of the person they were going to follow and the honor. Sure. Um, So I think just throughout this whole season and, and all of it, like Bo has earned that between both groups.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It it served its, its purpose. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's just at a, at a point where they don't, it's not a necessity anymore. Like there is a, there is a future for Mandalore without it. A united yeah. Mandalore without it. So Oh and um getting that scene at the end there with uh
0: relaying the forge.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That was an awesome scene. I don't know like, I like the the blue light I behind guess, it. Like I thought most Mandalorians have like the blue armor. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, the blue flames. Yeah. The fire. Um what were we saying? And and
0: in that scene, like the armor starts out with the torch and then like literally a passing of the torch to bow to light it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> i just that i mean that was a very just like kind of
1: that was about uh, as literal as it gets
0: <laughs> yeah literal passing of the torch <laughs> to say that all right this is your time
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but so very clear
1: symbols in there <laughs> yeah.
0: but i love i love that uh passing of the torch
1: do so, like, okay, so they're clearly rebuilding here. Um, like, is... So, was vandalor like, featured at all in the sequels? Or do you think it's kind of building to it through... Maybe we'll see it in the movies. There's a million places they could go. But, like, is this, is this a new neutral system? Is this a new, like, home base for the galaxy? Or do you... How, oh, how do you mean not, not at the moment, but, like, do you think that's where they're building towards?
0: Um, I'm kind of confused by your question.
1: Like, I feel like in Clone Wars, at some point or another, the conflicts, you know, the the bad guys, the good guys, they always found their way back to Mandalore. It was kind of just like a scene for, you know, the war, for, like, political struggles and stuff. Yeah. Do you think? that they're building it to be like another like central point in the galaxy for like the movies and you know or like was it in the sequels i guess is what i'm asking
0: no i don't think it no it's not in the sequels Um, yeah uh i could see them i guess i guess it really depends on you know what next season of mandalorian looks like i'm pretty sure we're getting a season four uh And if we see any of it in the Ahsoka show or just beyond that into the eventual movie, like how much involvement would they have in the movie since it's like, I think supposedly supposed to be like the new Republic versus the Imperial remnant. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. So I don't know how much they play a part in it. Like maybe they're, maybe they just want to be like, Listen, we're focused on rebuilding our planet, like we can't help right now, sorry. True. (laughs) Like we dealt with the Imperial stuff on our planet, but we got some we got some work to do for ourselves.
1: You have to think it's gonna show up in Ahsoka, right? I mean also from like a practical standpoint, like they invested a ton in like props and costumes and stuff. So I don't Uh, know. How can you not kind of and use it for a jumping point for the story in ahsoka i don't know there's a lot of places they could go with it
0: maybe sabine goes back
1: yeah speculating is also impossible but uh <laughs> yeah i mean it is tough i think like, it is it's just good to see like they're getting back to a more like unified place and what it was before uh the purge
0: yeah and like if for mandalorian season four right um I don't think there's any way they wouldn't go back to Mandalore and like have Din, Din, Jarn and Din Grogu check in on how things are. Yeah, are coming along. Hopefully they can rebuild it as fast as uh, Navarro was rebuilt.
1: Yeah, place is looking nice.
0: But yeah, they got to get a magistrate grief car. to drop some, drop some plans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Him and his new marshal who. Won't go away, no matter how many times you blow them up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm confused. Is that is how is that IG11? They just like took that name back because we went from IG11 to IG12. Now we're back to (laughs) IG11.
1: Also, like the head that they took, like that clearly wasn't from the same unit, right? No, it's not the same guy. But maybe like they took some of the pieces from him. Yeah, on Mandalore. I don't know. It's very unclear, but. He's, he's not going away anytime soon.
0: <laughs> Apparently not. He's the new marshal.
1: He's been rebuilt like three or four times at this point. So I mean,
0: I'm all for it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, he's a good guy. But
1: all right. Other other than that, oh, do you have another? another no, thing? I was just gonna
0: say, like, as far as um, you know, where the the Dins, the family of the Dins the dens. where do they go from here like where do you where do you see it going the little dens. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> impossible um I or are mean, you just are you just cool with them hanging out at their little hut and like going to see
1: telemoto or something yeah they're hosting some barbecues and stuff and you know just hanging out on the lawn i don't know i guess it was was cool to uh Like, what was that line that they had with the armor? They were like, well, now that he's an apprentice, like, he has to go out in the world or something.
0: Yeah, she was just like, oh, go show him the galaxy. (laughs) But, like, what have they been doing the past three seasons? They just, like, go places. But, um, no, yeah, she's pretty much the same. Like, go take your son places so he can experience everything.
1: Uh Yeah, I love, (laughs) it's just kind of the one, like, funny point on it. Just din's like loopholes with everything. Like the armor's like, no, 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 you can't. He's a foundling. He's like, Well, what if I adopt him? And they're like, Ah, damn it, you got me. Also <laughs> the same thing with uh, like the Darksaber with Bo. He's like, Well, she beat someone who beat me. And yeah. I'm like, ah, he's can't argue with this guy. He's got <laughs> he's got some good logic here. Just Din's uh Din's loopholes around Mandalore somehow he's, he has the Trump card.
0: I but that scene at the end there where it's so funny. Cause like from our viewer standpoint, right. For the past, I guess even since season one, we've kind of just been like, Oh, like Dins his dad,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but getting that explicit label essentially from him in this episode, like, you know, what if I'm his parent, like officially. Mm-hmm. Um, and the armor is kind of just like, uh, like the way she said, "This is the way." She's like, "Yeah, I mean, this is what you've been doing. This is what it's about." <laughs> like, I'm glad you could finally just like say it out loud. Um, I think, I think she emphasized this. She was like, "This
1: is," and he's like, "Yep, this is the way." Um, I, was gonna talk. I really thought he was gonna say, "This is the way." He was like babbling, only, uh... and they kind of like zoomed in on him. Yeah. I, it looked
0: like it looked like he was sad that he couldn't uh, say the creed. That's true. When she was like, "He's not old enough to speak," he kind of like shrugged his shoulders a little bit. It looked the like the ears,
1: the ears go down.
0: Yeah, oh. drooped. <laughs> yeah, shrugged his ears, not his shoulders. Yeah. But uh, but I guess I, I kind of like that though, because it's like, you know, it wasn't exactly clear whether Grogu wanted to like be a Mandalorian or take the creed, right? But it seemed like he kind of did.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're showing like he's able to make his own choices now
0: yeah he's got a lot of agency for sure yeah and like I guess I'm cool with his words in the season being yes yes, yes <laughs> or no, no no no
1: him just breaking up a fight with a thing but no 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 so good no. oh man but uh,
0: I mean Grogu was clearly thrilled that Din was like Or Din Jarn said that he could be his parent, and Grog was like, "Yeah, what do you? Of course you are."
1: Yeah, I mean, just having him named Din does kind of scare me for for Din's fate long term.
0: For Jarn's fate, (laughs) yeah,
1: because I feel like passing like of a name or something is like always done in like remembrance and stuff. Yeah, so that does worry me long term but it is I mean, it's good to see the family names you know being passed I mean, down in a sense the din
0: name will live on i mean we've known and they've kind of said it like yeah as long as he doesn't die but din grogu yeah. is going to long outlive din Jarn, so he'll carry that name forward
1: yeah having having his species live to thousands of years just the greatest value yeah so many potential stories for him to show up in great great value
0: for for little Ben. fingers crossed for ray and grogu (laughs) (laughs) it's possible it's possible we'll see all right should we wrap it up you think
1: some good stuff yeah definitely gonna have to sleep on it get some more thoughts but yeah this is the way
0: yeah. Um, last overall thoughts for me. I love this finale. I love this season. Um, I just thought it all wrapped up really well, and I'm glad we got our we got our happy ending for the Din Clan.
1: Yep. Nice, nice bow on it. <laughs> ah. I've used that joke before, but it's <laughs> it's so good. You have no, it was to. Great. It was great. It was a great finale. Action, heart. Yeah, it was good stuff. A lot of fun. All right, well,
0: that'll do it for us today on um, Wookiee we'll Prisoner Time. Just our our thoughts and reaction to Mandalorian season three finale. This has been a great season. Uh, we only had two podcast episodes about it.
1: <laughs> no, but, three. Uh, we have three. We did the Mandalorian. Yes, yes, you're right. That's um, pretty good. That's almost fifty percent. So yeah, we we did all right. But um, we'll do we'll do one more too, right?
0: Yeah, definitely want to get uh, Harney and Murph's thoughts if we can on the the season as a whole and the finale and everything. So uh, That'll do do it. Yeah. That's going to do it for today's episode for Wookiee Prisoner Time. We will see you next time and may the Force be with you
1: always.